Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Good morning and welcome to your morning meditation. It is Wednesday, April the 29th, 2020. Today we are going to read from Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to start in verse 35 and read a couple of verses there. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with the question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So yeah, um, this is an interesting passage. And and the way we're going to use it today is is something that I've heard a lot of people talk about. And so we want to talk a little bit about that idea. First of all, obviously the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. Love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, Henry Nouwen's little devotion for today, his little meditation for today, um, talks a little bit about being able to love yourself. I have a lot of thoughts about this idea of loving yourself. The first thing I think is that so many people, when they seek to love themselves, uh, say things like this. I'm going to go find myself. Um, I'm going to do me. I'm going to take care of me. Uh, what, what really happens when we when we begin to say those kinds of statements is that we really, uh, at some point, we begin to turn in on ourselves. So we're only concerned about our needs, and we're not going to worry about anybody else. And um, self-care is really, really important, but I'm not sure that that's the way you really love yourself. Um, and so one of the things I think we need to realize is when we talk about loving ourselves, uh, we can't really love others until we have loved ourselves. We all know that. Uh, you know that someone who is angry and unhappy often spews that out on every person that they encounter. And so if you are unable to love yourself, you're not going to be able to love others. So how do we love ourselves? I think that's the big question for this morning. Um, one of the things that I have realized is that these two commandments aren't really separated at all. I, I really think Jesus could have gotten by with the first commandment. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because as we seek to love God, what we realize is how deeply God loves us. And it's only when we realize that we are deeply loved by God that we can then begin to love ourselves. It's in that sure confidence and trust of how deeply God loves us that we can even love ourselves. And then we can love others as we love ourselves. But first we have to find that sure trust 
and confidence that God really loves us. I am convinced more and more that life is really, really simple. That as I watch people move and and go around in this world and the way we all act, um, what I realize is that all of us want to be loved unconditionally. And here's the deal. No one in your life will love you unconditionally except for God. Other people will try. Your parents, maybe, your friends, maybe a spouse will do the best that they can, but they will always fail you at some point. And God is the only one who loves us unconditionally. I've been like in this Mr. Rogers theme this year when the movie came out and everything. And one of the things that Mr. Rogers sought to do as well as anyone is just help kids know that they are loved unconditionally. And that's why his hokey puck puppets and all the things that he did were well received and they went way against the grain of what society was doing but people watched because everybody wants to know how deeply they are loved and I think that's what Henry Nowen's getting with getting at in this little devotional so let me read it to you today I imagine my inner self a place crowded with pins and needles How could I receive anyone in my prayer when there is no place for them to be free and relaxed? When I am still so full of preoccupations, jealousies, angry feelings, anyone who enters will get hurt. I had a very vivid realization that I must create some free space in my innermost self so that I may indeed invite others to enter and be healed. To pray for others means to offer others a hospitable place where I can really listen to their needs and pains. Compassion, therefore, calls for a self-scrutiny that can lead to inner gentleness. So Henry now is saying if we want to really pray for others and love others, but we have this all this junk that's just crowding up our inner life that we are dealing with, it's hard to love others until we can have this place of hospitality within us, he says, uh, a place where we love and are loved. And so I really believe um, that what God is calling us to is to experience his love more. And as we then are in relationship with God, we are then able to love others um, like we love ourselves. And so it's, uh, it's only as we realize that deep love that God has for us. One of the things Dr. David Busick said to us in our prayer call, and it was just one of his tips on prayer, was to trust that God is waiting for you with open arms. For me, that took a while to figure out. Like I always had this picture of God as the principal or the judge who was waiting for me to step out of line. I always had this kind of harsh picture of God. But in prayer, we approach this God who is waiting for us with open arms. One of my other favorite teachers, Thomas Keating, says, if you can't imagine that a parent is loving, imagine your grandparent. Um, Now, I know there's still probably grandparents who aren't the greatest grandparents, But most grandparents dote on their kids and love their kids unconditionally, almost to a fault sometimes. And so uh, in prayer, we begin to experience this God who loves us so deeply. Paul says we'll take our whole life figuring out how wide and high and long and deep is the love of God for us in Christ Jesus. 
And if you ever wonder about how much God loves you, uh, you can look at the cross and God is hanging on the cross out of his love for you. And so I think in order for us to have any kind of real love for our neighbors as we love ourselves, we have to love ourselves. But loving yourself isn't going out and getting a new hairdo or, um, you know, going and buying yourself stuff or just going and doing whatever you want. Loving yourself ultimately is realizing that you are unconditionally loved, that there is a place where you don't have to perform to be loved, where you don't have to produce to be loved, where you are unconditionally loved. And that place is in God's hands and uh, if you'll entrust yourself to God's hands, you'll find this, this open space where you are freely loved. And then now it says you can pray for other people because you're not so preoccupied with yourself and your own needs. You've realized that God has everything you need and you are in God's hands. That's what my practice of Sabbath I've been learning is really all about. Taking one day a week to realize that very thing, to trust God, to believe that God loves you, that God's going to provide for you, and God's going to care for you, even if you're not out there producing and scrambling and hurrying and worrying about the next thing. God's got it, and God's got you in his hands. And it's that kind of love that allows us to love others as we love ourselves. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.